concept of it again increase. So let me just sit and wait. No. The farmer, in fact, the apostle Paul says in Second Timothy, he said, it is the hard working farmer <laughs> who will be the first partaker of the increase of the harvest. So like I said, I would have preferred to come and just let us rejoice, let you know, talk about increase. Oh, for pleasure, blessing is coming. Increase! But we must listen to what God has to say. We'll do that, I'm sure, by tomorrow. We'll have some of that. <laughs> but this morning, this evening, let's set the stage. Now, we say before increase, it says, where the ox, by the strength of the ox, there is what abundant harvest, there is what increase. I was researching on the internet, Google is our friend, and they say in, in biblical days among the Jews, no animal was held in higher esteem than the ox. Why? Because the ox was involved in the plowing, threshing of the corn, carrying heavy loads, holding wagons. Think about it. The ox were doing it. That's why when Jesus said to us, he says, take my yoke upon you. He's talking about what? They will yoke two ox together and they will well, one can chase thousand too. Okay, and they will do the work. So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, he's saying, be like an ox and get yoked up with me to do the work. You see, in Ezekiel 1, 10, and Revelation 4, you have this image there of the living creatures. One of them had a face, no, they, they, they will have, one creature will have four faces. This side will be the face of what? A man. The other side, the face of a lion. The other one, the face of an eagle. And the last one is the face of what? The ox. Now we Christians, oh, lion of the tribe of Judah, we want to, we want authority, we want dominion, we want royalty, we want the lion of the tribe of Judah to roar. <laughs> we want the eagle, we want prophetic, we want to see, we want to soar. It's all good and kind. We want that the sons, what is it? The sons of God to manifest. You know, the original son of God must manifest through the sons of God. But you hardly hear us talk about Jesus as the ox. Jesus as the suffering servant. But that is another dimension. He is a four-dimensional being. Jesus as man, Jesus as lion, the king, Jesus as eagle, God, but Jesus as the suffering servant, the ox. So I came tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost to tell harvest that if we want increase for God to give the increase, <laughs> we must become laborers like the ox. I told you that me and we have referred <laughs> to give us an encouragement, but it is an encouraging word. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now, another characteristic of the ox is that they are submissive to authority. Somebody stand, whisper to your friend, submissive to authority. When the ox is giving the command, the ox obeys. The ox is not like the sheep or the goat. When the ox is giving a command, the ox immediately obeys. The ox is submissive to the authority of the farmer. Somebody listen to me. God is saying to us harvest that if he God will give us the increase 
we must be submissive to his authority and the authority through the authority of those he has put over us as leaders. Amen. You see, we would like to say, oh, God will give the increase. But it's not true because God is a farmer. And he will never give increase unless we have already done our part. And so like the ox, we must be obedient to authority. And we must be what? Laborers, yes, hard workers. It's the hardworking farmer. And then also, we must listen to the command because they say the ox is what obedient to the voice of the command. So Jesus is saying, if you people are talking about year of increase, then harvest individually and collectively, you must listen to what I tell you and you must do it. Because without listening to my voice and obeying it, I will not give increase. Whereas I want to, but I can't. He said, where? We came to a prayer retreat. Which one is this? <laughs> but yes, the thing. That scripture says, by the strength of the ox, there is what? Abundant increase, abundant harvest. So God is simply saying, it is the year of harvest. I want to give you harvest, but this is what I need you to do in order for me to give the harvest. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Paul says, I planted. Apollos watered. And God gave the increase. Now, it is possible for you to plant, for you to water, and not receive increase because the locusts will come and eat your plants. The caterpillars could eat it. There could be what? A drought. So that's why there are certain things that you can only depend upon God, right? Because increase depends upon God. Your soil could be, or you know, a poor soil. So that's why the increase comes from God. But notwithstanding, without planting, Without watering, without working hard, plowing, threading the corn, tilling the field, there can never be increase because God is not in that business for giving us something free that we do not work for. The Apostle Paul says, if you read that scripture in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, I planted Apollo's water, God gave the increase. Then he comes back, I think it's in First, now he says, We are what we are co laborers with God. So, God is saying to us, Harvest, in the year of increase, increase, we must become more and more yoked up with Jesus. We must become what co laborers with Him if we will see that abundant harvest in Jesus' name. Don't worry, it will get sweet. <laughs> now, this is relevant in all areas of our lives. If a student does not study and just shout, God will give me. <laughs> I have some students at the back. If you don't study, then you just shout, God will give me grace. Are you going to pass? Thank you. If a businessman does not do his due diligence and he shouts, increase! Is that going to be increase? Of course not. <laughs> now let's come to ministry. If we don't evangelize, we don't share the gospel, but we shout, increase! A world where no one lives and dies without Christ. Where, where we receive the harvest, will that be increase? Huh? No! So God is willing. God is available. God will give increase, but we have to do our part, people of God. So in the year of increase, God is saying to harvest, 
you guys need to become Jesus the servant. You know, that's why that feet washing was so prophetic. We must become Jesus the, the, the servant if we want to see increase. If we are not willing to do the hard work like the ox, to get down in the dirt, to get the fish, to clean the fish, to do what we need to do, We'll be shouting increase the year we end with we'll be shouting increase. <laughs> That's why we need laborers to evangelize. That's why we need laborers to disciple people. That's why I know it is, you know, it is not exciting. The, the, the ox is a very common and ordinary creature. It's not strong like the lion. It's not sore and majestic like the eagle. It's a beast of burden. But that is a dimension of Jesus that he is saying that if harvest wants increase, you must become like the ox. Now, we've talked about everything, but now we are at a prayer retreat. So, if the student does not study and shout increase, <laughs> if the businessman does not do his due diligence, does not take care of his customer, do what he needs to do, increase, no way. If the evangelist does not evangelize and shout increase, there will be none. But then can I submit to you that if the prayers don't pray, and shall increase, there will be no increase. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God, whoo, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying myself. So in this season, we must be God's ox. And like I said, I really wanted to preach a message that will make us shout and scream. That will make us dance and rejoice. But the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost and he's the Lord of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the question now that we must ask. And I'm ready now going into the message. This is a prayer retreat. So how are we to take on the servanthood of Jesus when it comes to prayer. John Wesley said, he said, it seems as if God will do nothing but in answer to prayer. Bishop said, well, maybe there are some things that God can do sovereignly, but for the most part, God, the way God works, the way he has established, you see just how he says, see, time, harvest. It's the same way the principle of the kingdom is that when God wants to do something on the earth, he looks for people to start praying. Before Jesus came, God was looking. Apparently, he only found two old people. And their entire lives, and the reason why it was their entire life, I believe, is because God couldn't find anyone else. So that old lady from the time, seven years from, from her virginity, I don't know, maybe she was 15 or whatever, 12, she got married and then her husband died. And for eight, because when, when Jesus came, I think she was 84, right? The entire span of her life, she was in the temple. As an ox praying for the Messiah to come. It wasn't a glamorous work. No one knew she was there. No one paid any attention to her. But she was there. Day in, day out. The Messiah. Because before God would do anything upon the earth, God looks for people to pray. Because prayer is work, prayer is labor. In fact, because prayer is so much work, that is why most Christians run away from prayer. Yeah. 
If a popular, if we were coming here and say, Ooh, ooh. Natanya, Bessa were coming. My God, you who came here, you would not fancy. In fact, this place is too small. <laughs> and he's a powerful worshiper, so I'm not saying anything about him. I'm just telling you how Christians, when it comes to prayer, as they say, there's a prophet who's going to come. Professor! The ego convention. If we say this was an ego convention, oh, the eyes. You won't find it because we love Jesus the ego. But when you say Jesus the ox, <laughs> the beast of burden, <laughs> they praying for his purposes. It's hard work, quote unquote. When I say hard work, it's not hard work in the spirit, but it is hard work on the flesh because the flesh loves entertainment the flesh loves comfort trust me no the flesh in fact even my own now is saying when are you going to bed tonight i don't want to stay up you people like to exaggerate too much the flesh loves comfort it's the truth oh. <laughs> so john wesley said god will do Nothing but in answer to prayer, we say, why? It's because God has given jurisdiction over the earth to man, right? It says, the heavens of heaven belong to the Lord, but the earth he has done well. He has given it to who? The sons of men. So see how God is a God of his legal, okay? That even when he himself wanted to come to redeem man, he had to become who? A man, because the person who has jurisdiction on the earth is who? Man. And if we understand that, then we will know the power of prayer. That when God wants to do something, he needs a person, he needs a group of people on the earth who have lifted up their hands and declared it in the realm of the spirit because we have authority in the earth. And when we speak it, then God goes to work. That's why we become co-laborers with him. So God is saying, harvest, you are shouting, year of increase, and the increase is over you, pockets of increase, but if you don't be the ox in prayer in this season, next year you will look, I remember one year I got so angry when I hear people giving their testimony, I said, but all these years, Year of this year, how come me I never see receive it? <laughs> the year end as it begun. The Holy Spirit said, Why the people were confessing the word, they were believing God, they were standing in faith. What were you doing? You expected nothing, you pray for nothing, and you receive nothing. So it's not God's fault, it's my fault. Bishop says it this way. He says, if there is a man to pray, there is a God to answer. So we can't blame God for anything. Another man of God says it this way. He said, it is true that we can do nothing without Christ. But then he says, but the Lord will not do anything without us. So we are co-laborers with him. And I could take it anyway. I could take it for my students who have to study in order to see increase. I could take it for my businessman. I could take it for the evangelist shouting increase. But if you're not on the street evangelizing, there will be none. But this is a prayer retreat. So that's why we are limiting it to what? To prayer, right? Hallelujah. I hope you're getting something out of this. Now, we have seen many examples of this as a church. We praise God for what is happening among our youth and young adults. But we would be very stupid to think that it is just something that happened. They just decided to become spiritual. No. There's a group of ox every Saturday morning. 
They have been praying for how many years? Says Chime. Maybe three? Hey! Kirabasuruhata. So they have been plowing, dressing, working, speaking, speaking. And so now when you look, you see increase. And even before that, long ago, in Sebastopol, we used to pray. Two groups, the children and the men. So you see what happened among the men too. We still pray. <laughs> I remember one prayer, even when we came to so only I will never forget. I mean, that they were praying, and I heard Pastor Chris she was leading. She said, Oh God, why don't our children love our God? You remember that prayer? So it is years of sowing in prayer. And now God has given what? And now the young people themselves, they are what? They are praying. So they are also now what? Sowing. That's why I like what Pastor Gladys said. She said, Let's pray in front. Yes, pray in front. So when you reach there, you meet your prayer. You meet your increase. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo, glory. Amen. And that Saturday group, they haven't stopped, but they're still praying. Some days I can say, wow, my God. These children of harvest, they are favored. Because the bank of prayer that has been accumulated on their behalf, my God, they cannot but succeed. Now, I want to stop here and I want to tell you a story. In the December, I think, I like to write my stuff down. It was December 6th. I had listened to this story before, but December 6, 2022, I felt impressed to go listen to it again. So I listened to it. And I'm not sure I knew at that time that our team were year of increase. Maybe I did. Anyway, here's the story. The Lord spoke to this man. He was a, he is a missionary, but he's an apostle in Asia. So one year the Lord spoke to him that this year, not this year, our increase. So it was another year. The Lord said to him that this year will be a year of increase for you. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you for financial blessings. <laughs> the Lord told him that will be a year of increase and in acceleration. So, he was expecting the windows of heaven to open. But then something strange happened. The spirit of prayer came upon him, which means he just found himself pr prompted to pray. So he was just praying. That the Lord was taking away long hours. He was spending prayer. He was spending prayer for six months. He said, but Lord, what happened to the financial blessings? For six months, he was praying, praying, praying. After that, he went. Now when he went to his uh, evangelism field, began to see whereas he was getting 25% results, he started to get 50%. He started to get people coming to work with him in the field. Because in the mind of God, the year of increase was the year of increase of the harvest. But yes, the thing, before the second part of the year that started in July was when he began to see increase. But what happened the first six months? He was the out. Praying, praying, laboring, seeking. So what is God saying to us as prayers in prayer retreats? If you want to see the harvest, if you want increase, then we need to be people who are praying. And it happens individually and collectively. You know, sometimes, I know we have heard it, but sometimes the word needs to become revelation. So sometimes like, oh, you know, God, I'm waiting for you and I'm not being unkind. You will be waiting there. 20 years will pass, you stay waiting. The reason you are still waiting is because God has already given it to you in Jesus. It is in the heaven. You now need to take it from there and bring it to earth. You need to pray. 
And what do you need to do? Get in the word and again, it's labor. Find the promises of what God has promised you and start to declare them. If you have to declare it for 20 years, declare it. You are destined. Father, I thank you. This is what your word says. You are laboring in prayer and then eventually you will see the manifestation. You will see the increase. Many of us, we gave up too soon. We gave up. Whereas, we must be plowing, we must be tilting, we must be believing, we must be confessing, we must be worshiping, we must be thanking. How long? Until you see it. Until you see it, don't stop. That old lady was there for a while. I don't know how many years. Everything is possible. Look. Who remember the story of the little boy that somebody threw off the balcony in a mall of America I think in 2019 anyway he was five years remember it the crazy man came took the people five year old son and threw him over the balcony but his mother was a warrior she was praying she didn't want anybody to say anything bad about her son the church that they go to I was watching it today the little boy now, he's nine years. That the doctor said, nothing is wrong with the child. The, the, the pastor, the, the, the church pastor wife said, because their own, and I'm coming, their prayer ministry is organized differently from ours. They have different teams that pray for different things. They had a particular team. The little boy name is Landy. That team was called what? Landy. And their job was to pray Landy well. Amen. And today, Landy is well. So, so, harvest only prayer ministry and prayers. What does this mean for us in this year of increase? Now, this thing I'm ready to quote to you, I'm not the one who said it. It's Bishop who said it 2020. I went back to listen because 2020 was a year of glory. And he said a year of glory is a year of prayer. So listen to what Bishop said. In fact, let me put on my glasses and see what he said here. He said, there are some things that will come sovereignly. But listen. But for those things concerning God's assignment for you, and your experience on earth. God will not do it apart from us. He needs us to cooperate with him. We must respond to the prophetic promise. We must pray in accordance with the prophetic promise. And we must act in accordance with the prophetic promise. Year of increase. God will not give us increase with us. Whether it is individual, whether it is collective, it will not happen without us being co-laborers laborers with God. Without us taking on Jesus as the suffering servant, the ox, that is not a glamorous part of the, <laughs> of the Jesus. That's why you don't find workers. You cry, cry, cry. You plea, plea, plea. <laughs> no one wants to be the ox. But tell them, say, we're having a prophetic service. My God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fact. Anyway, hallelujah. Ooh. So, if God will not do anything apart from us, and he needs us to cooperate, in order for the prophetic promises that God has given to us, then harvest, listen to me. We have this word of the year of increase. It is not time to just shout increase. It is like that student shouting increase but has not started. It will not happen. God told that man it's a year of increase and acceleration. Then God took him aside for six months in the spirit of prayer. And he was laboring in prayer. He was laboring in prayer. He was laboring in prayer until breakthrough 
and increase him. If God has said increase for you, then you need to take the word of God. I'm not saying anything new. Open your Bible. Find the promises. Begin to declare them. I think it was Minister Victor who gave that prophetic word on the, on the pr on prayer line the other day. Say it is the springtime of creation. Create with your words. Amen. Amen. I was there. Ask me what if I have done it. Not at all. <laughs> so the reason God is saying it is time for us to declare his word over our lives, declare his word over our family, is because he desires to give us the increase, but he will not just supernaturally give it to us, because yes, it is miracle, it's true, but there are very few miracles that just happen without your divine, without your intervention. And because we don't want to be the ox, because we don't want to pay the price, because we don't want to pray, we don't want to fast, we don't want to get in a word, then we shall go on. Uh, year of increase. Then you will be like me. Reach at the end of the yesterday, but what happened? Oh, what happened? So what happened is that you were lazy. Oh, you, you know, when I was studying, I remember that word. You said the Lord told you, lazy people don't get anything from God. It's not me. Well, she's the one who said God said it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jesus and unfortunately some people think that grace means you don't have to do anything what grace I heard I saw this and it blessed me grace means you don't have to earn anything but it does not mean you don't make effort you don't earn it. Jesus has already done it. But if we think grace means that you will not do anything, just sit down eating chicken while other people are laboring in prayer, you mess it all. So, we have the word of the year, which is increase. We have another prophetic word, which is what? Tsunami of souls. We have season of acceleration. We have open doors. Even our name, Harvest Intercontinental, tells us that our destiny is what? Is to plant churches and establish the kingdom all over the world. And you think it's going to happen when we shall increase? I'm here to tell you it will not happen. Shall increase all you want. If we are not willing to get in the birth position and to labor with God and to begin to pray until we can birth nations, until we can establish uh, the word of God, we will be shouting at five years will pass, we will still be shouting. Since 2020, we'll be shouting acceleration. Continue to shout. So <laughs> we <laughs> We must give ourselves to co-laboring with God, harvest only for this to happen. We must give ourselves to become that ox that is willing what? To, to, to tread, to, to plow. By the strength of the ox, there is an abundance harvest. Somebody hear what the Holy Ghost is saying to the church. By the strength, by the labor, by the giving of us. And this thing with prayer, with evangelism, with workers in the church, by the strength of the ox. That is how we will get increase. It's not going to happen with us sitting now. A few people doing everything. And like I said to you, when they asked me to minister, I really wanted to come and say something to make us shout. That was my intention. But <laughs> if I have learned nothing, I have learned to obey God. <laughs> okay. So we must give ourselves to God to pray for this to happen. Now, in case someone is here saying, but we are praying enough, let me ask you this question. Has harvest increased and spread 
throughout the nations of the world? Oh, has harvest increased and spread throughout the nations of the world? Huh? Thank you, Elisha. <laughs> of course not. Thank you. Harvest is not even, even the, the continent that we are boasting about. Oh, we are all continent. We just have two pitiful churches in England and France. I don't even know if there are more than 25 members. So my question again, has harvest increased throughout the nations of the world? Then how can we say we have prayed enough? But forget about him, you. Let's come to our own place. Hey, Rabasa. The population of Oni is 35,820. Trust me, I went and looked for it. Even if we say 1% of that number is 358 people, do we have 358 people in our church from Oni? Okay. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. The population of Silver Spring is 81,015. 1% is 800 additional people that we don't have. So I'm here to prove to you that none of us can stand up and say, oh, we just pray, pray, we pray. We have not prayed enough. Because God says that if we plant and we water, increase a show is his part and he will do it, but we have to do our part. So, <laughs> we must give ourselves, and I said it's because a prayer retreat. Because if it was, if it was text uh, served to the church retreat, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Paul says that he traveled in prayer for the Galatians to be born again and he was traveling again for Christ to be formed in them this is the great apostle Paul he's telling you that before these people were born again there is a price in prayer that he prayed. Then for them to be for, for Christ to be formed in them, there is a price in prayer that he prayed. In fact, let me show you because the Holy Ghost brought it to my mind. Let's uh, look at Colossians, Colossians, uh, Colossians 4. See what Paul says here. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 12. In fact, somebody read it for me. Verse 12, Colossians 4, 12. After I finish, then we're going to spend some time in prayer and then I'll turn it over, okay? He said two hours, so we're going to preach one hour, we're going to pray. One hour, hallelujah. Colossians 4, 12. Mm -hmm. who is one of you and servant of Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. sends he always, He's always resting in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. He is always doing what? Wrestling. My own translation says laboring in prayer. Fervently! Yes. So that the purposes of God for that church could be established. You are not sitting and eating the grill. Nothing wrong with eating the grill. But let's not eat the grill. <laughs> so you know I found the grill in my new place I live. The grill is there. Yes, oh. Mm -hmm. Everything, yes. Can you believe that? Yeah. So we can see Paul said he travels. So travel, which is hard work in the natural, is you using your strength, right? But travel in the spirit is really something that God gives you. It's not something you work for. That's why, like that man, you pray and then it's like the spirit of prayer, God, you know, gives you the, the grace. It's a grace 
that God gives us. But again, we have to avail ourselves to God in order to receive the grace. So he will give us the grace to travel. But we have to avail ourselves to him to receive the grace. Amen. So now I'm about ready to close, but here is where it gets sweet. Somebody read Acts 12, 5. Because you see, God wants harvest only to go to that place. Trust me, he wants the whole harvest. If we reach the nations and be, and be intercontinental, the entire harvest needs to get there, but we're talking about us. Acts 12, 5. Somebody please read. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Peter was in prison. I love how one man of God say, the church made prayers. Harvest. We need to make prayers. You see, we do it a little bit. I remember doing COVID. We made prayers. <laughs> we made prayers until COVID finished. Even for the vaccine, even for the, 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 the testing. We made prayers. I heard Pastor Gladys say we want to make prayer again for gone, for the gone something. Yeah. So we need to make the, the, the group praying on Saturday for the youth and young adult, they have made prayers. And God is saying to harvest, I need you to make prayers. Now, what does it mean to make prayer? To make prayer means that you you. you I finally figured out what you were saying yesterday. Your dream now. You see, we can we can we can take our quote unquote gun. That is not making press. To make press means to focus upon one thing and we keep praying. We keep praying. We keep praying. We keep praying until we see the manifestation. When the church made prayers without ceasing for Peter, that which was impossible for James, happy for Peter, the angel came and released him because the church made prayers. And God is saying to us in the season, it is time for you to make prayers. You have a son or daughter that is not safe, make prayers. When I was preparing this, the Lord reminded me of this guy. Long ago in England, his name was George Muller. He had five young men that he was praying for. He made prayers. He said he prayed for the first one. He prayed for all five of them. After 18 months, the first one got saved. After, I think, five years. Yeah, the man, he said every day, night and day, he was praying for them. After five years, the second one got saved. After, I think, six years, the third one got saved. The last two, he prayed for, he made prayers for 36 years. Then he died. 15, which means from the third Six until it will be 52. After he was dead, those people got saved. Why? Because he made prayers. Harvest. It is time to make prayers. Make prayers for your loved ones. That young person who doesn't want to serve God, make prayers. Pastor Anne made prayers. Pastor Vanny said he doesn't even know what happened to him. I remember the day that they introduced him to church. He said, my sister, I don't know what happened to me. Because his mother made prayers. So, we need to make prayers. Hallelujah. We need to go now. This is me saying, I'm not saying, but I will still say it. You know me, I will say. I think, I'm not saying the Lord said it. I think we need to reorganize our prayer ministry. Because we can't be praying for 50 things one time. That's not making prayer. We need to have our, not like the small groups, they're doing it. They are making prayer every six, 
a.m. at that something. We know you come there, you pray for the small groups. Sunday morning, they are making prayers for the service. You come there, we're not praying for anything else but the service. People of God, Saturday, they are making prayer for the youth. We need to make prayers. Not come and be praying 50. Look, somebody have cancer. They say, let's pray for the person. Now we pray two minutes and we think the person will get healed. We need to make prayers. So I'm just throwing it out there. I think we need to reorganize. Have special hours for special things. There should be an hour just praying for Bishop and Pastor Chris. Make prayers. But like I say, it's not God and me. You know, Paul used to say, this voice is not Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Hallelujah. Lastly, the Bible says in James 5, 7, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. He's waiting one patiently for it until, I used to speak King James say, until he receives. But every other translation says, until it, the earth receives the early and the latter ring. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world and then the end will come. So God, in this instant, he's a farmer. He's waiting for that precious fruit of the earth. He's waiting for the people in Saudi Arabia. He's waiting for the people in Afghanistan. He's waiting for the people in Kuwait. He's waiting for the people in Japan. But, in, but what needs to happen is that the earth, these people, their hearts need to receive the, 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 the word of God and the spirit of God. So that's what he's waiting for. And he's been waiting a long time. Why? Because where is it? In fact, let me ask you a question. Where is the early and the latter ring that this God is waiting for? Where is it? Don't be afraid. We are here to learn. Don't mind me. Where is it? Where is the early and latter ring? The early and the latter ring is lack up in the spirits of believers. That is where. The early and latter ring is not coming. It came on the day of Pentecost and it never went back. It is lack up in the spirit of believers. That is where the early and the latter reign. And God is there waiting for the church to release the abundance of the spirit through prayer and through worship. And he has long patience for Kuwait to be safe, for Afghanistan to be safe, for Morocco to be safe, for Europe to be safe. God is waiting. So the question now, how do we release? I told you the earlier and later, you know, oh, post, uh, let it fall. No, let it come forth. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow. And the way the rivers will be released that will cover the earth, that will cause the greater glory that God said the whole earth will be covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. It is lack up in the spirits of prayerless Christians. And when I say prayerless, I mean the entire body of Christ. You see, the devil is very crafty. You think he wants us to pray and release glory on the earth? So he has us preoccupied with everything else. The Bible says in, you know, preachers can have seven closing. So this is my second closing. <laughs> this is my second closing. But the Bible says in Ezekiel 47, he says, and you can read it because of time I won't. He says, he has this vision. Of the temple of the Lord. Who is the temple? We individually are the temple and the church is the temple, right? And he said, he saw waters flowing from what? From the south side of the altar. The altar is the place of sacrifice. The altar is the place of prayer. The altar is the place of worship. And so, he said, 
that water began to flow. And then they were making progression. And the water was to the anchor. Many Christians are just walking in anger, deep anointing, glory. But as he continued to move, the water went to the knee. Knee is a place of prayer where now we start to pray. You can see when our church became more focused on praying, see the, the degree of manifestation. Who can witness? But we will fail ourselves if we think that the level of glory we have, that's it. Because the water moved from the knee, the water went to the loins. The loins is a place of travel, travel to reproduce. And then, as they move forward, the waters begin to overflow. And then he says, the man brought me back to the bank of the water and then I saw what? Multitude of fish. So I come to say to you, harvest, uh, as we start this prayer retreat, uh, that God, the husband man, he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. Uh, he has long patience until harvest can begin to travel, can begin to make prayers, make prayers for the nations, uh, make prayers for the youth, uh, make prayers for the harvest, uh, make prayers, hallelujah, uh, for church planters, make prayers for the fivefold ministry, make prayers for the bishop. Oh, Rakasata, he's looking and waiting, and he has long patience. And hear me that if this generation fails him, he will go and wait for the next generation. But I don't know about you. I say, if it depends upon me, Lord, I will do my part to make prayers in the name of Jesus. Harabasa. History has proven time and time again whenever there is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost outside of us, it's because men pray. The Azusa Street Revival, there was a man named William Simo. He was a one-hour black man. He, he said he used to pray for five hours every day. He went to California and he said, Lord, what should I do? The Lord said, pray more. This man was not baptizing the Holy Ghost, but for seven hours every day he was praying. It's right. And there were other people, the spirit of prayer came upon them. They began to pray. And that was when the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost came upon the earth. And today, every one of us here sitting down, we are recipients of, that, of, of the fruit of the prayers that they pray in the beginning of the 19th century. Where here we are in the 21st century. And God is saying to harvest, it is time to be the ox. It is time to labor with me. It is time to make prayers so that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. Stand to your feet. Harabasuturia. Yakalabasa.